Welcome back to another episode of On the Clock with Damian and Jeremy. I am Damian Parson, and across from me is my main man, my brother, my partner in crime, Jeremy Dove. What say you, brother? Hey, man, it's been a long b- time, but guess who's back? It's the, it's the On the Clock show, Damian and Jeremy. Oh, it's yeah? good to be reunited with you, man. Oh, yeah, reunited, and it feels, feels so, so good. good. Tell Amen. you, man. Amen. We, we're, we're just two weeks away from the draft. We've had a lot transpired. I'll, I'll, real quick, I would like to give a quick shout out. Uh, rest in peace to uh, my my uh, my cousin that I lost a family member last week. That's why we weren't able to record last week. Rest in peace to Raven. Um, you know, um, and, and of course, rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just a mindless mindless murder that we did not need in our community as as young black men you know what he was doing and what he represented i loved every bit of it so shout out to him rock the heavens rest in peace to both of them we love you yeah. guys i um, uh, and and i you know definitely you know you've been on my mind what you and your family have been going through absolutely been praying for you and and then seeing i, I keep talking to my brother you know, we we both. He was even a bigger fan of Nipsey, but I was a fan of Nipsey's music, but even more of him, what as an activist. Right. right. But I said, like, man, as heartless and senseless as this is, I, I it, the impact, man, that he has had. I mean, we're going on what a week and a half, almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's still a top story. My man's just like Michael, MJ, funeral at the Staples Center. And I'm like, I keep saying, and he at first was like, yeah, yeah. I go, did you think Nipsey would have the impact? His death would have the impact that it, it has. And at first he was like, yeah. And then once the, like, the funeral was at the Staples Center, he's like, no, nah, I, I didn't see that. And I'm like, yeah. And it's a testament to him and the, the people. It's a shame he'll probably never know the lives, the people he's impacted. And it's, it, it motivates me to, 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 you know, he passed that torch too soon, but he passed it on to us and we got to keep it going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what I'm telling you right now. Like I said, rest in peace to Raven and rest in peace Nipsey Hussle. Rock the heavens. We are going to bring you guys um, our our live mock draft. If you followed us, uh, if you were with us last year, you know we did it last year. And we're back to do it again. We're going to go through picks 1 through 10 this week. Next week will be 11 through 20. And then the, and right before the draft kicks off on the 24th, 25th, we will bring you guys picks 21 through 32 of the first round. We're just kind of really, guys, what we're doing is we're talking about what we believe the team should do with their picks. Uh, we're going to do our best to not make it murky and, and muck it up with trades, but it's tempting. We're going to try our best not to do that, but uh, we'll do what we can. That's a, we can't promise anything. We're going to promise you that we'll do what we can. So, Jeremy, um, just let's go ahead and start off. Let's kick it off, man. Arizona Cardinals, at the, they're the enigma, you know, and they're the enigma of this uh, of this entire draft class, pretty much, um, having a number one pick in the class. Um, and, yeah. And the whole Kyler Murray thing is crazy because when you think about the Kyler Murray situation and all the hype around it, right? Jeremy, it came. It all came from a quote from the new head coach Cliff Kingsbury. When he was a still the head coach of Texas Tech back in like October of last year, so simply from a quote, you know, simply from a quote, Kyler Murray is right. the enigma. He's been the guy that set the tone. So I'm gonna start it off with you, brother. Number one on the board on the clock. Who well, are you taking? All right, I'm the Arizona Cardinals. 
and it's 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 because like you said we're doing it on who we think mm-hmm. and so that that throws a monkey wrench not who we think they're going to pick but right. you're right in that the enigma has gone on from the quote from them having the surprising hire of cliff kingsbury who you know i still a lot of people i know and myself included are kind of like mm, mm-hmm. up in their arms on that but we'll Maybe see both you know, we'll see then the which sport the you know, you're getting that Dion Bow comparison, you know, which is still too early for me because those are two icons. But right. it's like, which one will he do? He can't do both. He's a quarterback. Then he makes his decision. Then he's awkward in interviews and all the it, it's been he's been a mystery the whole time, and the Cardinals are in a weird spot. But I will say this, and you and I on air, off air, we talk about the mindset of coaches, GMs, front office all the time, and I. Do believe you, whether what, whether you like it or not, Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach. Yeah. So if you hire him, you have to, that you're believing in him. So you have to give him who he thinks will run his system the best, who he feels confident in. You can't handcuff your head coach, especially right. a new head coach. You can't say, all right, we're going to give you this chance, but then we're handcuffing every decision you make, every player you're bringing in. If he has a system and you believe in it, you have to trust in him. So he believes deep down, I know it, that Kyler Murray is the best quarterback to run his system. And I do believe that he has no disrespect for Josh Rosen. Right. But. It's a preference. It's a preference. And with that, if you have to go with that guy. So if he believes in it, you got to go number one, Kyler Murray. And you trade Josh Rosen and you get a draft pick. You look at the best or multiple, whatever. You can make that. You're Also, you're building your team. So, okay, you're starting with this new quarterback, but you also can look and get some draft picks in there, high picks, and get some other talents because you get with the Cardinals. And, I mean, boy, oh, boy, man, there's so many holes to fill. So it's not like <laughs> Kyler Murray, he doesn't make it all better. No, you've got a long way to go, Arizona. So, hey, you trade Josh Rosen, no disrespect, you go with the guy, Kyler Murray, number one. Hey, I must say I am in – Complete agreeance with you. You got to go Kyler Murray. The, the the hype, and I know a lot of people think that, like I said, we talked about it just a minute ago. When, when you look at the quote, that's where everything started. The quote, it started everything. But when you look at the tape and you look at his skill set, for me, and I love Dwayne Haskins. I, you know, I'm also a Drew Locker. I'm mm-hmm. also a Drew Locker. That's where we um, disagree. <laughs> I'm also a Drew Locker. But I, I, have, I have a... I like a lot of these quarterbacks in their own spectrum in this class. You know, a couple of them, you know, even with Will Greer and, and Brett Rippon, and you know, it's probably a fourth or fifth round guy. Um, just, you know, just to take a swing, uh, at a, uh, take a swing at bat, you know, if you want a, a team like the Dolphins, I look at, you know, getting a guy that, hey, nobody wants Ryan Fitzpatrick to be their quarterback all 16 games. You can't tell me that you do. So you take at least one quarterback and just see what happens. But Kyler Murray is, to me, the best quarterback in this class. He has everything that you want. He has the – he didn't run the 40, but I, he said – I remember watching on NFL Network at his at the end of his pro day, he said, I will beat uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown in the 40. And then Danger Jeremiah looked at him and was like, oh, because he's hurt? He said, no, even if he's healthy, I'm beating him in the 40. I will not beat him in the hundred. And I said, okay. So that tells you with someone, he says something like that with that type of 
conviction. It just kind of shows you what type of uh, what type of speed this kid has, what type of speed he actually has and possesses, but with his arm talent and everything he he brings. So I, I'm with you. Give me Kyler Murray at number one. Um, okay. I'm, I'm with you. We, we're, we're in unison on that. Nice. I'm, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to start off with number two. We got the San Francisco 49ers on the clock. Um, and this is a team. I like what they did in, in, in free agency, making some moves, signing Kawan Alexander. Of course, you like the, the trade of D Ford. And, and, and if you, anybody that follows me in, in my writing path, I write for fan sided for stripe hype for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I did a two round full, a full two round mock back around March 24th. I have another I'm going to go. I'm, I'm probably going to start on it soon and do a four round. Try to do three, four round. Get a little deep with it there. Try to go a little mm-hmm. deeper. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to take me a couple. It's going to take about the whole two weeks for that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I I initially gave them Quinny and Williams, who we believe both me, uh, me and yourself believe that he is the top player in this class, not based on just position, just player. Overall. He is the best player overall in this class, but I do, th- I do think their edge pressure. Solomon Thomas has been a, dis- a disappointment. He's been a little bit of a bust almost, um, not giving them the edge pressure that they want. And while they do have D Ford, I think it's time to. I think they should go Nick Bosa here. You go Nick Bosa here. And we talked about it, you know, before we went live on the broadcast, that there are a number of defensive linemen in this class, and a, especially a D tackle, Kalen Saunders, Dalen Mack, different guys like that that they can plug in the middle beside um, DeForest Buckner to help sure up the inside run game. I said, you go ahead, you have D Ford on one end, you put Nick Bosa on the other, and now you got yourself two bookend rushers that you can't leave one on one every third down. I love Quinny and Williams. I initially had Quinny and go mock to go here, but I'm gonna give them uh, Nick Bosa. I I think that is what will happen. I I we are in agreement that Quinian is the player that we think is better. But I think you know you being you know playing that role of the black John Lynch, <laughs> I believe they will go with Nick Bosa, and I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I, that's not no. a pick I frown upon, and I think he has potential to really bring it and be that kind of a game-changing rusher that they need. So I, I really do believe that's a good pick for them. And I believe especially – I think Nick Bosa will definitely bring it and be that heck of a pass rusher. I'm interested in seeing – making sure that he's not just a one-trick pony. Yes. On this next level. I want to make sure he's he's a heck of a pass rusher, but also on that in this next level, he can also stop the run as well and mm-hmm. be a three down player for the Niners. That that's where it's huge. That's what I think the difference between him and his brother. Joey Bosa is a little little more slender and a little taller and longer. Nick Bosa is shorter and more stout. When you look at him at the combine when he was running this 40, you remember last year everybody was going over Saquad. Right, you know, right. Well, Nick got some quads on him as well. All right, so that should be able to help him, you know, on the edge with that leverage to set the edge and keep those offensive linemen 
turn so that he could be able to release and help uh, force running backs back inside. And, you know, that's, as a running back, you know, that's the one thing you don't want to do. You got the outside stretch, and you want to go outside with it, and the block is going outside with it, and you got that, that, that irritating end that forces you back into the wash. That's not yeah. what you want. So I think he should be able to help with that physically when you look at his physique. Uh, but definitely that if he can be able to assist him on the edge and setting the edge in the run game, man, that is a good pick. That is definitely a good pick. Um, number three. Number three, we got the New York Jets. New York Jets made some moves, man. They are trying to give our boy Sam Hey Darnold. Darnold. They're trying to give our boy some weapons over there, man. I like what they did. Bring the Le'Veon Bell. Um, and they're going, you know, having Quincy Nuwan come back. Uh, him and Robbie Anderson caught fire at the end of the season for a couple games. And then they went ahead and get CJ Mosley. Now they're in the position, it's like, okay, what do we do? At, at number three, you know, so many things could happen here. But I believe they're running a new a new defense. I believe they're running the four three this year, not the three four, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna not, let you go. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go first. I'm not, yeah, because I'm not quite. I'll be honest with, I'm with look you it up right now. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm not quite sure on that. That's just huge. What system they're running? Yes, they got. They, they. I forgot about this. They they signed um, Greg Williams, and Greg Williams is notorious for running his four three set, like how he ran in uh, Cleveland last year. And I know. They need edge help. They really do. They do. For I mean, need edge help for years. They do, and I think they're going to go with Josh Allen. But in my opinion, I think Quinny Williams is the best player in this draft, mm-hmm. and I think he's a game-changing guy that Greg Williams would love to have. So I'll say this. I believe they're going to go Josh Allen. I don't think it's a bad pick, but I'll say this. At number three – if this was Jeremy Dove picking for the Jets, I'm taking Quinny and Williams. And for some reason, because this draft is topsy-turvy, for some reason, if he's not there, no disrespect to Josh Allen. If Quinny and Williams is not there, at this rate, you trade back. Yep. You trade back. So with me, I'm going to go Quinny and Williams is who I would take at number three. But, you know, we never know because Arizona could do funky things. So if you get Nick Bosa gone, Quinny and Williams gone. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm going back, sir. Sorry. Who who wants the quarterback? Who wants Kyler Murray? Exactly. Who wants exactly. One of these guys? Exactly. Well, give me give me everything. Exactly. Give me everything. Sign give me over the whole your house. Kit and caboodle, baby. Yeah, your, your wife and kids. Give me all of it. The cars, <laughs> everything. We about to swap lives. Guy. We about to swap exactly. lives and everything. Like the exactly. old show, man. There's just I'm too much. I'm there's just you. too much. D-line help, especially that's what you – which I think the Jets should look for. There's too much there to to settle where if your guy's not there. So if Josh Allen's their guy, I don't think he's a bad player at all. I like Josh Allen. But he's he, not He reminds that. me of a he, – he, he does remind me a little bit of a Khalil Mack. He does remind me a little bit of Khalil Mack coming out of Buffalo. He does and he doesn't. I don't know. Khalil Mack just popped on the screen to me more. I, I I believed in his sturdiness. Where I, I wonder about Josh Allen staying healthy. I I don't know. He did. He I do see that. I yeah, see yeah. the resemblance. But Khalil Mack was just to me. Buffalo didn't stop. Being from Buffalo didn't stop him. It was no, like that's no. that's the guy. It was like 
he just popped off where I'm like, I don't care if you went to Buffalo, Notre Dame, Alabama, you jump out, out to me. You have it. Yeah. And, and Josh Allen shows potential. I like him. I do. But I just think with if we were short in D-line, there's a big drop-off. Okay. I don't think there is. And that's why he's not someone I have to get. If I miss out on Josh Allen, I'm okay, in my yeah. opinion. No, I, I get you. Uh, for me, like I said, it's tough, you know, with them, especially with them running that 4-3. I'm actually – it doesn't – right now, guys, it's not going – you know, so far in, in three three picks in, we don't have too much diversity because I'm going Quinny and Williams as well. I, I, I look at it from this aspect. Leonard, Leonard Williams is maybe one of the more underrated defensive linemen in the league. Nobody talks about the kids, but he is a beast over there in New York. Uh, I get they, they don't win get a lot of games, but he wrecks plays. Ask Tom Brady. He'll tell you he's seen a little too much of this guy since he came into the league out of Southern Cal. But I, I look at it as a scary thing. What, what do you know? As a former big sexy, right, a former offensive lineman, mm-hmm. or quarterbacks don't mind stepping up in the pocket from an edge rusher, but you got nowhere to go when that pressure comes up the middle. Right. So if I – I look at the dream pairing of pairing Quinny and Williams inside, side by side with Leonard Williams. There's nothing to discuss. Give me that pick. I'm going Quinny and Williams, man. I think that's how, to me, you because you force teams. Because if you are able, like you said, th- this is a deep defensive class. So you look at the CJ Mosley, right? See, what CJ Mosley came from Alabama, just like Quinny and Williams. What was something he was able to do when his big his big guys in the trenches were able to eat up blockers? He was able to freely roam and make plays, right? That's what you Absolutely. want with your linebackers. So you got two guys that can demand a double team in the middle, dare me, and you get yourself a, another edge rusher or two at later on in this class. Hey, CJ Mosley is going to be able to move. Freely, like the waves, baby. And I also believe, you know, we've seen it. Remember uh, in Jacksonville when they had Marcus Stroud, John Henderson. Mm -hmm. Minnesota had the Williams boys. I I believe when you have those two D tackles in the middle who, hey, they give you hell, you got double team both of them. And you know what? You you need talent, but you can kind of, in a way, you can money ball your pass rushers. You can kind of have a bunch of guys rotating. You know, mm-hmm. decent, but you don't have to even have that star outside guy. It's great if you do, but you don't need it. That you can get a rotation if you got those two guys anchoring the D line and taking up space and taking up blockers. And hey, you know what? You, you got one on one here. Yep. Do something. You're a Se- pro. Hey, Do second something. round. Second round, man. Exactly. They can go and get a guy like Chase Winovich, who I think should be there in the second round. At the top of the second round, think, look at look look at T.J. Watt in in Pittsburgh. He got big Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt eating up blockers in the in the middle of that in the middle of that offensive line. He's getting one on ones with left tackle. And, and right T.J. Watt's not no he's not a generational type. He's not this no. all pro. He's good. He's a good solid player. But when hey, that's that's what you need from him. Exactly. He, that's what you need. And I think if you get Quinny and Williams, then that's what you need on the outside. It kind of helps both. In my opinion, I'm not saying yes, you don't have does, to address it, it, but it takes the pressure off. Hey, we got to go sign the next Von Miller or Khalil Matt. You don't have to do that. Not at all. And like you said, TJ Watt was a double digit sack guy this year. So yeah. that happens when you got monsters in the middle 
that can make plays. Uh, number four, I know for a fact if it plays out like this, John Gruden is happy, right? Who did I just compare Josh Allen to? The guy he traded away. So if it plays out like this, Jeremy, I'm going to kick it off with Chucky himself at number four. The Oakland Raiders has to go. They have to go. Josh Allen, there's no other pick for them. Uh, you know, they got to go Josh Allen. He, what did he say? After trading with Khalil Mack. Pass rushers are hard to find, right? That was a famous quote. They still talk about it today. Yeah. They still make jokes about it today. That's a joke that will never die because of his because of his his decision making. So why? Okay, you let that guy go, and now you have three first round picks. You brought in A B, you brought in Tyrell Williams, you brought in um Trent Brown. You did a lot of things to help your team. Now you gotta go and get that that buck that that, that uh bookend pass rusher. Uh, I do think Arden Key will be a solid player for them and help them off the edge, but definitely get with Maurice Hurst in the middle. They're going to probably add another, and they brought in Jonathan Hankins beside him to eat up some space and give him some one-on-ones to push the pocket. Give me Josh Allen coming off the edge. Uh, and, and with that speed, that power, that physicality, I'm saying Josh Allen at number four, baby. I, I have to agree. I'm excited. It's not because of Gruden, because I, I, I'll be honest, I am not the biggest. I respect him. I'm not the biggest yeah, John Gruden sure. fan. I, I really do wonder if he's past his day, if he's up if he's up to speed with what it takes now. And I'll be honest, I'm wondering if he's hungry. I really am. But I'm excited because to see what Mike Mayock does, and this is Mike Mayock's first draft as GM of the Raiders. And I think <laughs> – Knowing Mike May, I can be as big of a fan as I have been. I know you have been too for all yes. these years. I just, I think he falls in love with Josh Allen. I think you're right that you know they're talking. To, he's going to be saying, "Hey, Gruden, coach, we know who we lost last year and what when he went to Chicago, he changed, he turned that franchise around. We gave that up. We need that." And I think he's going to be salivating for Josh Allen. So I believe Josh Allen is that, and also too. With two other first-round picks as well, I say why not? I say why not because you can still build that defense up as well all that Thursday night. So, you know what? Josh Allen will be the guy, I feel, at number four. Most definitely, most definitely, man. I, and I'll say this. I think that's also of the crazy edit first round that I, I think will happen. I think that, in my opinion, will be the surest bet. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that is a complete fact. He, if Josh Allen is on the board, I, I I really believe Chucky is sitting there licking his chops like, oh, so you're gonna give me a pass rusher? You say, like I just feel like he's he's gonna feel like Joker in Gotham City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be all over it. Like okay, let's let let's let's the let the fun begin. He's gonna be rubbing his hands together, just ready for it, man. I'm telling you right now. Um, so at number five, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This pick, well, this pick is a to me is a toss up because they can go they can go a couple different places here. They can go corner. They they can go safety. They could try and force a pass rusher here. Mm. But losing Kawan Alexander, you know, who was their their signal caller in the middle of their defense, that was big. That was a big loss to me. And I think you give. Uh, I think you got to give them the best l- linebacker in this class, inside linebacker Devin White here. Ooh, uh, we, this is our first disagreement. Really? Okay. 
Who you got? Who you got over there, man? I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm looking at who they hired. A man from my own heart. He's oh, another yeah. kind of QB whisperer. Like I say, Randy Reed. This guy, maybe his his track record is even better than Andy Reid's, honestly, in a way. Yeah, I could see that. I could say that. I could say that. For who the quarterbacks that he has helped develop and work with, from Peyton Manning, Big Ben, Andrew Luck. I mean, balls. That's, that's that is a that's a who that's a who's who right there. That that's two guaranteed and one potential good put. Hoffs, Hall of Fame. I'm gonna say, oh yeah, Hoffs. Hoffs. I like it. I love you know? that. I love that. <laughs> so I, I look that. at those guys. I look at the. I believe being a QB whisperer, don't you? All, you gotta have some ego. And you know what? They he's earned it. Those guys who have done it, and Bruce, I believe he feels he can turn Jameis around. And yeah. I, I said it in past episodes. This is Jay, if Jameis can't work it out with this guy. He can't work it out with anyone. That's how strongly I believe in Bruce Arians. And right. I think he's going to say, I want to give this guy protection. I want, I want to help the run game. I'm going to go to the O-line. Mm-hmm. So you said, Mr. That's White, who I think is awesome. I really do. But I say, you know what? Why also not keep it, you know, the, the local, the state favorite in Jawan oh, Taylor? Jawan Taylor. I like that. I like that. He adds physicality to that offensive line. I love and, that, actually. And because, you know what, even if, you know, Bruce is his first year, if during this year, I, I think he's not going to – it's not a two-year project for Jameis. This is it. I think if Bruce – because Bruce didn't draft him, so if he doesn't like what he sees with Jameis, he's going to go get a quarterback. He's looking to get that guy. Mm-hmm. So either way, if you're not happy with Jameis, you want that stud tackle in there. If you feel like, hey, I can work with him, that's cool. But if not – when I get my guy, I want my stud tackle in place. So I right. think Jawan Taylor, if I'm Tampa. Okay, so. I like that. I like that a lot, brother. Uh, that's that's a good pick because I'm a fan of Jawan Taylor as well. I'm a fan of Jawan Taylor. Um, number six, man. We got the the New York Giants, man. Um, you know, following following a lot of the draft chatter, you know, you hear, first it's the Dwayne Haskins, and now they're saying Dwayne Haskins may fall. Ah, oh, I, I know you're not gonna like what I've so, so, what, the stuff. Some of the stuff I've heard, I've been hearing that Dwayne Haskins may fall a little bit to maybe the middle of the first round. You know, kind of almost where like in that middle range, like 15, maybe to the Washington Redskins, maybe at, a, at a, a 11 or 12 or even 13 to maybe the Cincinnati Bengals or the Miami Dolphins. But you know what I've also heard is that the reason he may fall is because teams are falling in love with the lockster. Yep. You know, Fools. people are, ah, don't do it. Don't do Fools. it, man. Pants don't. on the ground. Pants <laughs> on the ground. Looking like a fool with pants on the ground. All don't these teams, all these scouts got their pants on the ground right now <laughs> with this Drew Lock love. Don't do it to my boy, man. Don't do it to my boy. That's my guy, mm-hmm. Drew Lock, man. But I will say, it, it, the Giants are a tough team to pick for because they have the two first-round picks uh, at 6 and at 17 with the Odell Beckham trade. Um, it, it's crazy because I, I, I want to go Haskins here. I really do. I want to go Haskins here, but it's like I, I, you know, seeing what they've done, they 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 re-signed Sterling Shepard today. They brought in Golden Tate to like a three four year deal, um, not you know not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. And it's like this team is is this team trending in a different direction 
than we think. Are they are they trying to they're not trying to go like full full rebuild, but I think they're trying to make it to where the rebuild happens quicker and it it, it changes things quicker than, you know, the 3 or 4 year time span that it usually takes teams that go full rebuild. And number 6, man, they have a couple needs though. They do have a couple needs. Like I said, we all know that they actually need a quarterback. Eli Manning cannot play forever. Why would we want him to if I'm a Giants fan? Um, but I I know that they do need tackle, though. And I'm going to go Andre Dillard. I'm going to go Andre Dillard, tackle to the New York Giants. I think you go ahead and you put you put that tackle there. You solidify your entire offensive line now. So then you can worry about everything else afterwards. If you believe, who, uh, was it Pat Shermer and, and, and Dave Gettleman said, they believe that Eli has two to three years left, Jeremy? They do. They believe, they if you do. believe that, then go ahead and get the guy to help solidify that line and protect him then. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that is as crazy a statement as they're getting ridiculed for with the Eli Manning talk. Right. I do feel that despite and that he he had weapons, I even still that they made moves for the O-line. The O-line did not give him any help last year. Mm-mm. He still struggled with that. He still when he came to job now he made mistakes too. So I I I I think 3 years is definitely a stretch. I I don't see 3. But another season or two, if they had the right pieces in place, yes, I could see Eli being a good quarterback for you and, and doing well for you. But I don't think – I think they made so many moves that why go there? I, I It's confusing for me because – Same here. <laughs> it's just – it is because now with that extra first-round pick and I'm looking at the board as is outside of Buffalo – you know, I look at Jacksonville and Buffalo, who may go for some uh, tackles. But then I think it's a drop-off on teams going for old linemen. So I'm like at 17. I, I wonder if you can get Andre Dillard there. Whew, and, I mean, yeah. and that's what I want. Because, you know, depending Boxing. on – I have Juwan Taylor at five. But, okay, if he goes maybe to seven, you got Jonah Williams. You got big Mount Cody. Yep. And then I think Andre's the next on board. I don't know if teams are going to be jumping. It's going to be a scramble. We know that for QBs and moving around, teams dropping back. I, I think with that extra pick, I think honestly, if I, I probably wouldn't be Andre because I, I do have him behind Jawan. I have him behind Jonah. I have him behind, behind Mount Cody. But I go with an old, old lineman. But I still think they will go with Dwayne Haskins. I do think that. And I think at 17 – with that pick, they'll go after and get Andre Dillard. True, yeah. I mean, I, I think they may – it's like I said, it's such a – they're such a confusing team because you don't know what true direction they're going. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love your pick. I just think but now that the OBJ trade, I think they'll take him there. Where, honestly, that trade doesn't happen. And the, you're right, with the Haskins talk of him falling – um. Well, that's another discussion, honestly. Uh, um, man, I, I, man, see, we've been so gone for a while due to other things because I'm reading this book, you know, Quarterback by John Feinstein. Yeah. And I'm going to go here, Dame. I, I will. And not to be a, a 
controversy guy, but just to be honest and keep it real with you and our fans, mm-hmm. that he interviewed Doug Williams and he said, you know, um, in that draft, he asked him, the John Feinstein, if Deshaun Watson was not black, what pick would he be? And he said, number one. Yeah. And I do believe if Dwayne Haskins was not black, would we be, I, honestly, I'm going there, would we be hearing him falling? No. With his speed, his how slow he was, which we've seen quarterbacks be slow all the time. <laughs> it's a big deal for him. It's not a big deal for, for a white quarterback, but him being slow, that's a big deal for him. And yeah. I think these things happen. And I, and I, I, I don't he, see I don't see any reason for him to fight. I was listening to Ian Rappaport talk on uh, it was on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter, a video on Twitter where he did live today during the, um, up to the minute. He said why if he's falling why is he falling no red flags the tape is good the production was good now is it one year worth yes but Mitchell Trubisky went third or second overall second. off of one year with less production so right. uh, I, hey all I'm saying is you're not wrong brother you're not wrong that's <laughs> you know, all I'm telling you so you're not I, wrong I, I'm going to go with that I think for who I think personally is the best pick for him and who I also think that they'll do. I think with that extra bonus pick in the first round from Cleveland, I think your pick spot. I think Andre Dillard just not at six at 17. I think it's, it's, it's Haskins at six Dillard at 17. I I agree with you there. I, I like, like you said, I do believe Haskins should and will go number six. Um, but you know, I I just like you know what? If you really believe in Eli, then the heck with it. Go ahead and give him a tackle. Um, <laughs> and, then, um, and, and, and I think you know they like to be deceitful. I think, and rightfully so, especially after how Ben McAdoo treated him. Oh man, did not they don't want to put down the guy who has done a lot for their franchise and went in two Super Bowls. So then you're going to pump him up and speak positive. But I think deep down they know their moves have shown. You don't do what they've done if you think the man has two to three years left. Yeah, right, right. That's exactly. like you know you, we know you're a Patriot fan. They're top, they, you know. Hey, we believe Tom has two three years left, and we 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 get rid of all the weapons. We get rid of right. everything yeah, exactly. on both exactly. sides of the football. But That's we a good point. In him. That's we a good point. We believe in him, though, but we're going to get rid of everything and start from scratch. But we believe in our 40-year-old quarterback. So it's like, I, I don't think so. I think they're just trying to speak nice of their guy. But, no, they don't believe that. So I, I think that's why. Dwayne Haskins. I got you, man. And number seven, you have, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. You know, they signed Nick Foles in the offseason. Um, I don't think I'm going to say buyer beware and possibly buyer's remorse. But nonetheless – <laughs> they signed, they signed uh, um, uh, uh, Nick Foles, and, and I'll tell you right now, with my pick, I'm going to make his job a little bit easier. Um, but tell me who you got for them at seven. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I was looking at, at, at tackle at mm-hmm. first. And I don't know where you're going. But then I'm going to look at – this is just – I don't know. This is a tough one because I honestly 
I'll, I'll be real. I, I thought Jonah Williams, but I'm not going to, I don't think so. I think Jonah Williams is a fine player. They made that move. I would be solely on board with it, but I don't think they're going to go there. And I'm looking, I don't know. It might be crazy. I, I don't know if you're thinking it, but I'm looking at, at that tight end from Iowa. Ooh, okay. And I'm looking at TJ Hawkinson. And I'm looking at him as a guy. You need weapons. Yes. And I think he's that kind of a player. I think it, we talked about it on, the sh- on air and off air. We talked about it when we were in Indianapolis. If he has that Gronk type of ability. And, mm-hmm. and I, I can see it in him. And especially, he, hey, he's a guy who can get out there. You be that 1,000-yard tight end for you. Get 8 to 10 touchdowns. And you know what? He can get his nose dirty and help block for you and help open up holes for Leonard Fournette in that run game. And to me, Gronk was a second-round pick for the Patriots, but the, I'm not putting this pressure on him. I'm not trying to, but, hell, the way that ended up or the way Travis Kelsey looked, hey, they're, they're top ten picks. If you go back to the drafts, you're like, yeah, I think I'm in the top ten. So I'm going to go Jacksonville, TJ Hawkinson. I like that. I like that pick a lot. And that's not, a, that's not an outlandish pick by any means because of the f- simple fact that when you look at – him when he was with your Eagles, with your birds, he he did find his matchup with Zach Ertz. He would he would exploit uh, you know the defense. If you left Zach Ertz one on one, he was going to find him, and, and you know he was going to work you. And and I, and and that's the thing. And then but you also look at he loves to go downfield as well. So and, and T.J. Hawkinson is a guy. He's not like Noah Font. Noah Font's more agile and athletic to where he really can move everywhere, but Hawkinson can play in the slot. He could, you could eventually, you start using him like Gronk and put him out wide against those safeties and linebackers and throw the fade to him down the field. Uh, so I don't, I, I like that pick, man. I like that pick. I'm actually going with the pick that you went with earlier. I'm putting Juwan Taylor here, and uh, the reason yeah. why. Uh, the reason why is because, like I said, he brings that physicality to an offensive line. They're ke- if they're keeping Leonard Fournette from what I've heard. So if they're going to keep Leonard Fournette. Remember, there was a little bit of talk of getting rid of his guaranteed money and trading him away and all this other stuff, right? So if they keep Leonard Fournette, you know, one thing about it, Nick Foles with the play action was pretty dangerous, right? Yeah. The RPO, he was pretty dangerous, especially when it goes downfield. So now he has a run. He he has a, a true stable running back, like a powerhouse. So you put a Jawan Taylor who's going to be able to keep him upright. You know, put him at right tackle, keep him upright because they're going to have Cam Robinson from Alabama back at left tackle healthy. So now you put him at right tackle. Now you guys just have two physical monsters on the edge that can move and can jack guys up and throw them in and out the club, throw them against the wall, do whatever they feel like, right? Now you could do that and open up the run game, the play action game as well. I think Juwan Taylor keep him in state. I think it's a it's a good fit for them. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a good fit for him. Nick Foles will really I, uh, enjoy having a clean pocket I, I, and a good run I game. I think what I I do believe that I think Juwan Taylor should go to Tampa. If I'm Bruce Arians, offensive minded coach. I mean, I love Devin White, too. Don't get me wrong, but I think, hey, yeah. protect J- – Jameis, to be fair, has not had an uh, offensive line since he's been in Tampa. So, you know what, uh, give true. him a chance. But I do think 
if Jerron doesn't go to Tampa, he's not he's going to go to Jacksonville. I really yeah. do believe that. Yeah. I think if, if it, I see either the Bucks. I mean, this of course, honestly, fans, if we don't have a million bazillion trades and it's all going to hell, but I think, <laughs> I think the way it's set up right now, if either Tampa for Jerron Taylor, and if not, then I agree with Damian. He he will be there for Jacksonville. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Um, at number eight, we have the Detroit Lions, who've made some, you know, made some, uh, you know, some moves. They're trying to help Matt Patricia out, trying to have uh, Matty P, man. They're trying to help him out, right? They got him Trey Flowers and everything. That this this defense, this defense, he he has, they have some players on it, you know, big play Slay, um, you know, they, they they have some some good D linemen. I actually like their D line. Um, they they allowed Ziggy onto the walk. And I think even though they have Trey Flowers, I feel like you double down here. I, I feel like Montez Sweat is the move. You go ahead and get that athletic 260, 265-pound, 4-4 running, you know, just gazelle, just galloping down the field. You get him coming off the edge. He has the, the, he has the pass rush moves, the strength to, 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 to come up with the one-arm the one arm stab. He can bull – he can bull rush you, and then he can just come clean off the corner and run the arc, baby. He can do that, and I think you do that, and now you have, especially in those sub-package sets, you got a, a versatile front with him and Trey Flowers and some of the other guys that they have over there in, in Detroit. I like that. That I like that type of uh, – because what I want to see from Matt Patricia is get aggressive. You know, get your go ahead and you and Bob Quinn go ahead and, and put some people on that defense. And I don't want to hear any more excuses from you. All right, Brian, Ryan, uh, Ryan Flores was able to do his thing and be a, be aggressive as, as as he could be with the Patriots defensive front this past season. So you need to do the same thing. Get you some, get you a bookend rusher and get you a versatile front and get after the quarterback Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and Mitchell Trubisky. The key, the key to the thing, the key to the game, Jeremy. Protect your quarterback and get after theirs. I think this is the move, Montez Sweat. Okay, okay. I, I hear you, but I'm gonna say this. This is this is a tough one for me, and I'm I'm, I'm I guess I'm not I'm gonna answer it, but not really for the DJ box. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I believe. If Jacksonville does not take TJ Hawkinson and they take Juwan Taylor, mm. then to me, TJ Hawkinson has to go to Detroit. You have to get help for Matt Stafford and get him playmakers. I really believe it's either seven or eight for TJ Hawkinson, the way the draft is as of yeah. now. Right, right, right. I believe if TJ Hawkinson is not there, you trade back if you're Detroit, in my opinion. Mm. And I say this. My worry, I think that everything that you and I, but definitely, I'll give it to you because you, yeah, I feel I've seen it too. But I'll, you're a Patriot fan, so I'll, I'll give it to you first. Not impressed with Matt Patricia. Nope. Not impressed with his philosophy. But you know what, Damien? The I'll speak. I'm gonna bring real life into it. The more I get, the older I get, it's okay. It's okay to say to see to do some self evaluation and say, you know what. I'm not strong here. I'm right. weak in this area. I'm strong in this area. Right. My thing with Matt Patricia is take a step back, and you know what? I fear that he's going to just try to be like, I'm a defensive guy. Let's stop defense. And, and, and to me, 
not focus on, hey, building the team. Let's get the weapons in here for Matt Stafford. If we, he's our franchise guy, let's get guys to protect him. Let's build a defense too. Let's get, let me have guys around me as coaches to coach these guys up. Let's put ego aside. And I think, you know what? I fear, and that's why I like Montez Sweat, but I say don't take him, is that he's going to get too stuck on focusing on defense, 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 and let the offensive side of the ball go to waste. And I say don't do that. Go get TJ Hawkinson, and if not, and it's hard. I do like Montez Sweat, but then you know what? Trade back. Go, go get you some assets and get more picks and build this team up. It's okay that you're not this defensive whiz that you're trying to paint yourself out to be. But then don't get caught up in that. Check your ego at the door and say, you know what, let me get these pieces in here. Let me get my philosophy down, Pat. Let me get my system in here, and let's get these blue chippers in. Let's get these horses that fit what we want to do as a franchise. That's what you got to do, people. Don't try to be caught up in trying to be a genius. No, no, no. Don't matter how, how genius you are if you're winning football games and you're holding that Lombardi trophy up. So don't get caught up in that. So I think TJ Hawkinson or trade back if I'm Detroit. That's a, that's an interesting that's an interesting theory. And I, I I agree with you, man. You know, giving Matthew Stafford that that go to weapon because when you look at it, man, I, I really like I really like their offense though. You know, Matthew Stafford, carry on my wayward son Johnson, um, Kenny Galladay. I'm telling you right now, I'm a huge fan of that kid. Him and Marvin Jones, they brought in uh, Danny Amendola in the slot. But then, like you said, they put T.J. Hawkinson in that offense. Man, Matthew Stafford's going to look like a whole nother quarterback, man. And start building up that O-line. I yep. think, hey, you got a, you got something there. You got a reason for me to not if, – if he builds this team up right, I say we, I give him a chance. If he messes this draft up, Dame, I'm, I, I hate saying it, but I'm, I'm going to be like, fire him. After two years, look to start firing him. Because to me, I'm not impressed with what I saw how he managed the team last year. And to me, if he's just focused on leaving side of the ball, then that's okay. Maybe your job is a D coordinator for the future. But you yeah. have to see the big picture. And right now, to me, you're paying that man money, get him protection, get him the weapons to build that offense. No, I'm with you. I'm with you wholeheartedly on that, man. And number nine, we have the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, the Bills could use a couple different things, you know, especially offensive line. But I am actually not going O line with this pick. Oh, I am actually going to go D tackle. They lost, uh, you know, their one of their mainstays. Um, you know, he retired, and and they need to refill that position in the middle of that defense. The defensive line right now in the interior needs help, and I say you get the playmaker there, a guy that can grow into being a, a an animal. Give me Ed Oliver. Wow, to the Buffalo Bills, man. I think you know. Go ahead and make, kept. I, I like what they did. You know, we talked about it, you know back when they did it. Uh, you know, signing like a Cole Beasley, and so I, I like those moves because it, it helps with the offense and give him some consistent guys who can catch the football. Um, but like I said, that defense. Either way, that defense needs help, and I, I think Ed Oliver is a great pick for them right there. And I think it'll, it'll help them with stuff, stuff in the run and him pushing the pocket to help with the pass rush as well. Hey, give me Ed Oliver, man. Okay. Okay. I, I'll i be honest. Ed Oliver is up there. Some 
one of my favorite players in this draft. I, I think his ability is, is something else. He's got an attitude to him, and I think that's the reason why he's kind of falling on people's mocks is because of his attitude. But I say, who cares? You know, bring that attitude. If you bring it on Sunday and you're 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 getting to that quarterback, right? I'm okay with it. I I like Ed Oliver, and I like you know replacing Kyle Williams, uh, a, a good D tackle for them. Uh, honestly, under underappreciated, underrated in my opinion. Most definitely, man. Uh, of what he could bring. Um, but I will go offensive line only because in just this era of just QB-centric love, QB-centric everything, for good or for better or for worse, you got to give that guy weapons and you got to protect them. And you're right. They, we, you know, I think you like the Buffalo move more than I do, but I still respect it. I think they, they did better for him. Josh Allen impressed me more than I thought he would last year. Yeah. So I like John. I like this young man. He's got moxie. He's got grit. He's got toughness. Which is what you need, especially when you're playing in cold behind Buffalo. So I say, let's go with Mr. Jonah Williams from Alabama. That tackle. I, I know it's 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 pretty cliche. It's it's pretty uh, you know expected. But I, I just think if I have a guy I like, I have and I, I'm building weapons around him. I want to make sure he's protected. And and I think Jonah Williams brings it. I think Jonah Williams is not the mauler that some of these other linemen are. He doesn't wow you athletically, but I think he's just sound, solid, good football player that you need. And he's going to bring the right attitude and the right mentality and the right intelligence to any offensive line. So I think that will help Buffalo. So Jonah Williams for me. I like it. I definitely like it. And number 10, to close it out, we have – the Denver Broncos, man. Um, mm, mm. Oh man, I don't, those Broncos. The Broncos, and and you know, just dealing with John Elway, right? You know, those Broncos. <laughs> it's a it's a uh, it's a team that that is definitely intriguing, and in, in just what direction they're going to go? Could they go quarterback? Could they go defense? But I think with having Joe Flacco, not just having Joe Flacco, but for the next quarterback that they put in place, because see, I, like I said, we're, you know, you picked a guy I didn't pick. I'm going TJ. Did I pick TJ Huxton? No, I didn't. No, no, you haven't. Yeah, I'm going TJ Huxton here because of the fact that he, like you said, he, he is a similar guy. To, he's gotten the grunt comps. He's gotten off our uh, Heath Miller. As well, the old Steeler great, you know, the most, you know, underrated tight end who could do pretty much everything, run routes, catch the football, and block. Um, and, and that's the same thing. Um, and I, when I look at TJ Hawkinson, uh, I feel like, you know, his attitude, his moxie, his toughness will will help that team. And, and when you factor in, you know, they have some young weapons over there at receiver, but they have a young stud running back in, in, in Corey, uh, Corey Lindsey. Um I really think and having uh, Royce Freeman as well, you know, it, it, you know, uh, helps you know, a, a one-two punch, and and I think having T.J. Hawkinson with the run game, get the run game going, that play action come out of it, and Joe Flacco, you know, hits this guy. I'm not gonna lie, I think we may see a little bit better Joe Flacco in Denver that we've seen over the past couple of years in Baltimore. That's just a little bold prediction for you. 
Give me uh, TJ Hawkinson. Okay. I, I, I honestly, if he's there, absolutely, that's the guy. I'm with you. Uh, I, I guess, but just in, in my mocks, I don't have him lasting that long, so I have to go different. But if he's there, I'm, I'm with you 150%. Bring this man in. I'm telling you, man. I'm, I'm torn because I always go by just who I like and what I think the team will do. So, uh, if, if I'm honest, I, I, I'm going to take a little bit of a reach here, in my opinion. But I think... I think he can be that type of a player. I'm going to take DK Metcalf. Whoo! My man with the splash pick at the end of the at the end of the show. I mean, DK, you know. I, I like hey, it. I like hey, it. Hey, hey, it's been a while, but you know what we got to say to that? Swerve, bro. I like it. I like it, man. But I do think I'm looking at a team that you're right, has young receivers, but still looking to develop them. They need that guy. He that go-to guy. You're right with that running back. I think, hey, he emerged. I do believe Joe Flacco has something left in the tank, and I don't think you need to reach for a quarterback in this draft. No, if you want no. to take somebody later on as a developer guy, I don't knock you, John Elway, but you don't have to reach for a QB in this draft and go build other places. I do feel like you need receiver help. I feel like you need tackle help, but I don't think there's going to be that tackle there for you either. I really don't. I don't think you're going to reach for Andre. I wouldn't reach anyway for Andre Dillard right there. I don't think Jonah and Jawan will be there. I'm not sure if they're going to look at Cody Ford like that. Though I would, but I don't know if Denver will. So I'm going to say you need receiver help. Go get this freaking nature guy in DK Metcalf. He's popping off to everyone. I like him on film. But people are really loving what he's done. We saw him in the combine. We saw what he did. Um, he helped me win a bet against you. So oh, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> I owe him that. So DK Metcalf, I think, will splash and will go to number ten, the Denver Broncos. Most definitely, man. I, I think it's uh that is definitely the ultimate swerve, bro. Selection, um, and that's crazy, you know. And we all know that. One thing about one thing about Joe Flacco, see, like what's the old saying? Chicks dig the long ball. That's right. You know, Joe Flacco has no problems whatsoever going after the long ball, man, and going deep down the field. So I like the pick. I like that pick. You know, some people be like, "Well, DK ran the bad three cone. DK doesn't break down all his routes." I and don't get me wrong, I'm not disagreeing with that. But I do think if you use him correctly, he can be an other problem. That's <laughs> simple as I that. Think, I think, especially early on, you give him a veteran quarterback. Now, you may have, we all, we, you and I both can join the masses in having our complaints and picking apart Joe Flacco's game. But like you said, he has the long ball. I think that's a good veteran quarterback for a guy who has so much raw talent. And he's a good player. Definitely needs to improve on those things that you mentioned. But give him a Joe Flacco. Hey, while he's developing, I think Joe Flacco's a really good quarterback from the half there. I think absolutely if TJ Hawkinson is there, who would I take if I'm John Elway and I have Hawkinson and Metcalf? I'm taking TJ. But I don't believe he'll be there. 
Right, I right. really don't. And I'm looking at weapons, and I say, why Why let, to me, the best, if we're looking at skill position, the best guy out there, minus TJ Hawkinson, the best guy available to take, I, I'm, I'm going to take, take DK Metcalf. I really am. I, I think Denver needs that. I think, why not go for it? I'm with you. I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you wholeheartedly on that. Well, that is hey, – we ended this show and we ended the top 10 selections with a bang. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the DK Metcalf. We will be back next week to bring you guys picks 11 through 20. And, again, we'll come back the following week with picks uh, 21 through 32. So just be on the lookout for all of that. It's a lot of things going on. But it's going to be a lot of fun. The draft is nearly here, man. It's nearly here. I'll be flying out to uh, Tennessee, to Nashville on that Wednesday. You know, me and the wife will be flying out, and we'll be there a couple days, you know what I'm saying, enjoying the festivities and all the fans in the area and just having the ball. And, of course, you know, we'll uh, recap, you know, round one, the night of round one. I'll come, we'll be coming to you live. You know, we'll bring it to you because I'll be there, and then we'll get Jeremy on the horn, and we'll just recap what we, what we all watched, what <laughs> give our our instant reactions to everything. So, yeah, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun can't next wait. couple weeks, brother. I can't, can't wait, wait for it, even, man. It's here. It's oh here. yeah, can't believe oh, yeah. it. Can't believe it, man. Already, but as again, guys, as always, we thank you guys for joining us. I'm Damian, and that's Jeremy. You're on the clock with Damian and Jeremy. Y'all have a good one. Peace.